Hello there. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jay, co-founder at Imagine Insights, and I'm here joined by our communications manager, Sinead, and our operations exec, H, or Helena, she's known to everybody else. Um, H is a Gen Z herself. Um, so welcome to our podcast, Imagine This, the podcast for all things Gen Z. If you want to know more about Gen Z, then join us for our under 20-minute monthly podcast where we'll discuss what matters to Gen Z, how they think, and the incredible impact they're having on society. Before we get started, I just want to let you all know that we pay our Gen Z community for every single insight they provide to our clients. To pay more Gen Z and to be the best at what we do, we really need this podcast to grow. And it's very easy for you to help. If you're listening via Apple or Spotify apps, then you simply press subscribe or follow, and that's it. You're done. You've helped us. That one simple action enables us to pay more Gen Z and to be the best at what we do. So, welcome back to our podcast, Helena. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you for coming. Um, you've now been with the business for almost three months. So, tell us a little bit about it. How's your journey been to date? How are you finding being part of the Imagine Insights tribe and all that kind of stuff? I think it's gone so quick. Like, it actually, it makes, I can't believe that I think the first, well, the episode I was on before was, like, my first day. And so we're, like, three, four months down the line. I mean, we were just having that conversation. I just, I love it here. I think everyone can see that I love it here. But, yeah, it's been amazing. I can't wait to to do more, basically. Yes. Well, we love having you. H is a massive part of the team. Within, like, a space of, like, I think three months, we had three people with the first name, first letter of the name being H. So we've had to, like, separate all their names because I wanted to call them all H, but we can't do that because it's confusing. I, I've got, I've got the original. Yeah. Yeah, you are the original. You literally with H. Now we've got Hills and we've got Habs. So literally, the team is growing with all the H's. No more H's, please. Um, so today we're going to be discussing activism and Gen Z. Sinead, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so last week the BBC um, published an article around activism and the rise of it amongst the Gen Z category. Super interesting. It went into lots of detail around why that movement could have happened, whether it is in fact a movement, and some stats around why Gen Z are leading the charge when it comes to activism in relation to social media. No, I love that. I think it's the this topic is actually one that I think everybody's going to be really interested in because it's one of the things anytime I speak to any client anywhere in the world, they're always like, oh, but if they're activists, are they truly activists and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to deep dive into that today. So firstly, 75% of our community said that social media has caused them to take action. Yet, 75% of them don't see themselves as activists, which is kind of confusing. Um... Sinead, firstly coming to you, what, what do you think of that? 75% and 75%, what do you think of that? I find it super contradictory, but very <laughs> interesting. I think for me, the fact that 75% um, have said that social media has caused them to take action, I'd like to know what we're saying that action is. Mm. Is that a share? Is that uh, upskilling themselves and educa educating themselves about whatever that topic is? Or is it actually something more than that? And yeah, what yeah. does constitute, constitute activism? Like, mm. for me, I would say that I would see it as a more extreme thing, so like joining an active protest in the real world, for example. But is that quite a linear view, and is that activism so much more than that? And with the power of social media, is the fact that people are sharing and raising awareness, is that activism in itself, or is that having an opinion and supporting yeah. a cause you care about? Yeah, that's such a good point. Is, is it is because it, we're looking at it from a macro perspective, yeah. and then they're maybe looking at it from a micro perspective. H, what about you? What do you think, 75% and 75%? I mean, I think... I always think of it now as, like, if you look back to COVID with mm. Black Lives Matter or any of the protests that went on in that time, like, the the streets 
became the social media yes. like mar marches mm. on the street it we couldn't do that it, the public space that we were used to we couldn't actually mm. hang around in so the way we communicated was through social media so i i always think of it as like now activism has almost transferred from the streets to mm. social media or is perhaps aided by social media because obviously we still have street protests, we still have marches and we still have people on the ground but I think the amount of people that can get involved yeah. has grown hugely with social media because people can share things and I think also it's there, there's become a culture now of speaking about issues and sharing your opinions whereas maybe before there wasn't just via social media which is probably why so many people 75% are saying I don't think of myself as an activist because it's become really normal like I don't maybe Gen Z have kind of don't realize that that's what they're doing that this is just the norm whereas actually if we look 10 years if we look back 10 years this was the type of conversations that activists were having, whereas we're all now having wow. these conversations. So. Such a good, I really like that point. There you go, Gen Z speaking for themselves. I think, I've, for me personally, I definitely think there's a... You can see it, it's just in their DNA. When I think with previous generations, it was like, it was the outliers that were the activists. Oh, you're an activist. Wow, you're completely different. But actually, yeah. with this demographic, it's kind of like, oh, well, we're all part of that. And I would say millennials are probably quite similar in that aspect. Probably the the, the, the younger end, probably not necessarily myself so much, but the, but the younger end, end, end of millennials for sure. We've got a stat here. 69% say that they think, 69% of Gen Z say that they think they are more active than previous generations when it comes to social issues. Um, do I believe that? Actually, nay. What do you think, Sinead? What do you think? I think the types of social issues that they're passionate and active on have changed. Interesting. And I think that because the awareness of different marginalised groups in society, the different causes that people are getting behind, has almost shifted. Yeah. So I think of my parents' generation and what they might have been annoyed or wanted to protest about. And I think it was very vastly different to what's going on now. And that's because of things that have come to light in society. Um, I think, to be honest, I don't necessarily believe that Gen Z are more... I don't know. I don't yeah. necessarily think they are more activists. Yeah. I think maybe they're just doing it differently. Yes. And that is social media. We're seeing it more. Yeah. I definitely. think potentially you have to think way, way back when yeah, women yeah. were protesting for their rights. Yeah, for sure. That was like one of the biggest things ever. Yeah, for sure. Um, but maybe you were only involved in that if you saw it or yes. you see it on the news. But whereas now when Gen Z are protesting or talking or speaking out about any topic, you just have more openness to it and you're you're yeah. more saturated by it almost. Definitely. I think there's a with the civil rights movement it was if the civil rights movement was in this in this um in this decade in this period of time that we're in now i think there would definitely would have been a much more it would have it would have grown quicker and it would have been harder for the government because the government would definitely be trying to quash it in that period of time it would have been harder for the government to, to really implement those those um those bans and, and and quash it like the way they did because now it's just impossible for you to to, to get away with certain things i definitely think h what do you think yeah, I think it. I think it is naive to be like we're the first generation yeah, to bring yeah. about change. Like the only reason why I think we're in a position where we can um, protest about certain things is because of the protest and the activism of previous mm. generations. Like we would not be where we are now yeah. if we hadn't had decades of people sacrificing their safety yeah. or mm -hmm. you know. Um, pushing back against uh, like powers so mm. I think we're definitely in a position now of privilege that almost yeah. that we can act we can now start speaking about other things and and deep dive into new new issues and things like that old, old issues that we're now bringing to light um sort of thing and I think I, I think the one thing maybe that has maybe changed and I don't know 
is just because we had um, we were talking to our community that there's, I think there was about 41% of our community said that they became politically active or like mm. engaged in social issues between the ages of 13 and 16 and I think that's potentially younger than previous generations just because we are exposed to so much at young at a young age now like you've got so much information in the palm of your hand via your phone so mm. compared to previous generations who might not have even had a tv they had newspapers yeah. or yeah. like my mum and dad they had the tv but they didn't have the internet so i think potentially we're so much more aware at a younger age which is why maybe that stats come about and yeah. also like it's so global now like i think previously people were protesting about maybe local issues or mm. it took a while to get a global movement going whereas now i can i can hear about something that's happened on the other side of the world in a, in a second yeah. so i think again that's probably the reason behind potentially why gen z are like we're way more active than previous generations it's just a different you know a different yeah. serve. that's really interesting I, I really like that idea of um i really like the idea of going actually you know what yeah we're standing on the shoulder of giants so it was it was the ability for other because other people were able to break down those barriers now we can pretty much be we could be activists in safety we have that privilege of being able to actually know what i can talk about and nobody really can there's not especially in 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 the west where we are it's very easy for us to say certain things obviously in parts of the world they'll still be like in north korea and, and, and other other states like that you can't speak as vocally about things but i think for us we in a position where we can actually you know what yeah because of my mum and her generation and what they did and then the previous generations of the civil rights movement and the fight for gender equality and the fight for um with regards to um sexual orientation all these different things that folks had to fight for now we get the privilege to be able to to have pride and to have the black history months and these different things that we can have because other people have fought for us to have those positions um h what do you think this means for brands because the thing is every everywhere i go every talk i do anywhere in the world people will say to me jay gen c is so activist what does that mean for us what should we be doing h for you what should with regards to gen z and activism or, or consumers and activism how should brands be engaging with that I mean, I think going back to our uh, kind of our central topic of social media, I think any campaign or anything, again, they can't, you cannot overlook the power of social media. Mm -hmm. So I think that is probably like a very basic thing that I think brands, they, they are aware of that, you know, you need to use social media, you need to use, utilise that as a tool. But I think if I was to really as a gen i think as gen z myself like we can see through a fake yeah. campaign yeah. we can see through the fact that you're partnering with this particular charity or pushing out this particular message because you think it will be popular mm. actually i think my advice would be what are your what are your ethics and morals and principles as a business mm. what do you feel passionate about what are you, what social issues are you concerned with Great. and then if you want to generate a campaign of that, amazing, but actually just centre your brand around that mm. because it, there's no point trying to put a campaign out if you're at, within your company or, like, central to your company, you're not aligning with those things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, probably authentically centre yourself on a certain issue or a certain um, social cause and then I think anything that comes from that will be authentic and effective. Love that centre yourself that almost sounds quite zen I love that <laughs> hey. by the way guys I keep calling Sinead Nay because that's the name she has in turn and I keep calling Helena H that's what the anyway yeah so Nay what do you think? I think it's consistency for me I think as much as you need to align as a brand with a cause that does match your business values and your tone of voice and what you stand for if you're going to do it you don't always need to do it that's my other point <laughs> 
I think it's the consistency. You can't do it for a year, have your big bang, have your big PR campaign, have your marketing strategy go out, get all excited about it, and then the next year drop. Yeah. I know that like there's been instances of brands that have done this, and it doesn't work because no. your consumers buy into it. And then the next year they think, hang on, you had a pride tent last year yeah, or yeah, yeah. you had a truck for this or you stood up on this or you put a big advert out saying we don't do this and now it's been found out that your CEO is doing exactly that. I think <laughs> it's got to be consistent. So they've got to have a two, five, ten year plan yes, and commit to it. Yeah, and that's something that literally, Nay's final point there, the, the two, five, ten year plan, that's something I say any time I speak anywhere, is I always say to folks, if you, as a brand, if you're going to, like Kate was saying, if you're going to get behind a cause, and the, the common misconception is that you need to be behind every cause, mm. and I think that's the biggest struggle for brands, like, oh shit, we need to be behind everything, and it, it doesn't need to be that. You need to, like Kate was saying, choose your, you could be one, two, three, whatever you, whatever the causes are that, like you guys are saying, choose those causes and then say, okay, here's our one year plan, our two year plan, our three year plan, our five year plan, and our decade plan and then if you falter on that and you drop the ball just be honest hey guys we dropped the ball we didn't say what we were going to do and um, um yeah forgive us but um but that's it guys the conversation's done as we always say uh thank you for for, for for joining us thank you for being part of the conversation and the topic thank you to nay and to h for joining me um as we always say we keep it under 10 um under 20 minutes sorry so if you listen to this on 2x you get it done in like seven or eight minutes which is wonderful i listen to everything on 2x i'm kind of intense like that but again thank you for listening to our 17th episode of imagine this our mission at imagine insights is to help Gen Z to shape their future. And realistically, we know the best way for them to do that is with brands, because brands are changing countries and culture like our lovely government only wished it could do. So we enable brands to crowdsource qualitative and quantitative insights from our amazing Gen Z community in 111 countries around the world. So if you would like to crowdsource any insight from our community, please feel free to reach out to myself or to the team, or if you just want to reach out and ask some questions, or you want us to talk about a topic that you specifically care about, then please let us know Please like, subscribe, and share, and also get used to H's voice and Nay's voice because they will be taking the podcast over from me over the next couple of months, and I'll be disappearing into the ether from a podcast perspective. But again, please like, subscribe, tune in. Thank you so much. We appreciate you being here, and we'll see you again next time. <laughs>